0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that,
1: Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't anymore. you
0: take that tone of voice with me, young lady. love you, Dad. I love you too, sir.
1: You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since peeling open the plastic case on a VHS tape was the original ASMR. Now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids.
0: I'm JB Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we first want to wish you a happy World Princess Week as we look back on our journey of watching every Disney movie from 1988 to 2005. JB, can you believe we have accomplished such a feat such a a grand endeavor that we embarked upon that very few would be able to to complete. But here we are. Uh, by my tally, a hundred and four movies. Wow, which is a lot. This is episode one hundred and twenty three of the podcast. Yes, and if we average just an hour and forty five minutes on each of those movies, that's uh, over 182 hours oh watching God. movies. I'm sure. Sh- 182 I'm just shook. hours. That's not the math I wanted that, you to do. That- <laughs> <laughs> just 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 so you know, uh that is uh, a week and a day, what like eight, eight and a half days worth of of doing nothing but watching movies. Now, mind you, we've spread that out over um, what three years? We also had
1: three twenty. Years we had what twenty to- episodes of other content then in there too of new shows coming out, new movies for Disney coming out, um, special one-off episodes just like this one um plus some breaks here and there of vacations and we had two children born babies in the in the (laughs) same time we are a month shy of being at three years to do this thing i don't know what i how long i thought it was gonna take to do this three years kind of sounds right i don't know about you like like we Mm -hmm. wouldn't have i don't think we could have done it that much faster than the way that we did it
0: no, I. I uh, it, it gave us time to digest, to process, to enjoy, to just take it all in, right? Uh, and and I got to say, um, uh, shout outs to our wives, mm-hmm. first and foremost, for letting us name. We named the podcast after them. Um, they should be honored. We they joined us. They joined us for two episodes that I think were, were some of the, the best content that we put out here. Um, and least, not least of all, is they let us talk to each other for two hours a week uh, and watch all of these movies. Maybe it says more
1: about their willingness so, to want to not talk to us. That mm, they were like, mm-hmm. please go talk to someone else about this because I'm tired of hearing about it. Please and thank you, but
0: they turn around and listen to us talk to each other. So sometimes. I don't know what that says about all of that. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, but for the most part. So no. Eddie, you
1: had the idea. So you had the idea of last time we did this, we were gonna actually sit down and rank um, our top our top four our Mount Rushmore of live action and animated films, kind of separately. So eight films that we love from the nineties. So I said, hey, let's do the same thing for the 2000s. Let's just just do that. And, you know, you said you had a better idea (laughs) to rank the top 10 of all of this series of everything that we've done. Forced my hand a little bit. I had to go back and like drudge that old one back up and re-rank everything in there. I spent way too much time on this.
0: Well, and and mind you, it's top 10 animated and then top 10 live action. It's top 20. So we're talking the top 20. We're talking the top 20 here. Um, before we dive into that, I, I, I want to give a shout out to the 12 movies that we both gave a five to. These are the, the 12 movies that got double fives, which... I was surprised out of 104 movies, only 12 of them got that rating. The perfect, perfect. rating. So really yeah. only about about 11 uh, percent there. Right. Uh, those movies are just to rattle them off quickly. The, the 12 movies that we gave double fives to were The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Newsies, Toy Story 1 and 2, Remember the Titans, The Princess Diaries, Finding Nemo, Pirates of the Caribbean, Miracle, National Treasure, and The Lion King.
1: That seems about right.
0: Quick to observations, hearing two, that? So
1: 12 movies out of 108? Is that what you said? 108 movies? 104. We How- watched 104 movies. Okay, so slightly better. Uh, that sounds about right. There's can't be that many movies. Now there are some movies that I believe you gave a five gummy worm rating to, but I did not. Um, so there is a couple ones where I was a little bit more of a sad, sad, Sally, negative Nancy on a couple of the films that I think you would easily have inside of the top, but I'm, I'm not shocked by that. I am interested. I believe more of those did more of those come. I think more animated ones happened in the 90s and a couple more live action happened in the 2000s. I think that will also be you'll see that on my even my own ratings that I have in here.
0: The good observation that was mine as well, that you definitely saw the 90s were stronger in animation. The 2000s were stronger in live action than they were in animation, which I think I'm I'm not surprised by that. But I don't know if I would have clearly put that together
1: beforehand, Beforehand. before
0: kind of having going through all of that. So, yeah. Should we jump in, do our top five, our top 10 of each, and then afterwards maybe share with the listeners life lessons learned along the way of these many, many hours weeks and years spent digesting disney movies
1: i think we're going to have a lot of life life lessons that they can actually put into practice in their everyday life i think we've got some really good actionable <laughs> things that they can go hey honey we need to start doing this because of what jb and eddie brought to us from the movies of our childhood i know that's the way i feel i've been act- acting upon many of the lessons that we've done. So I think, I think our listeners are going to get some of that as well. That's just my guess. But
0: so I say we start with live action and okay. go from 10 to one back and forth. Okay. Give me your number. What do you say? Yeah. Give me your number 10, Eddie. My number 10 live action was our namesake, honey. I shrunk the kids. I, it, this was a good nostalgic and, uh, uh, forgot how much i really loved it as a kid it it holds up for me so it's i a, gave it number 10
1: it's a good one it's mine's up a little bit higher but yes i that that was a uh, surprising how many feelings i i got rewatching that one so don't hate that i'm glad it's in your top 10 eddie my number 10 and i put two here and i'm gonna make a decision right here in the moment which one i'm going with i'm gonna have to go with muppet treasure island so Muppet Treasure Island—it's one of my wife's favorites. It's one of her favorite live-action ones. It's just a fun movie, and the cast yeah. is amazing. You—it's um, one of the best Muppet movies that are out there. Uh, and you know what? You get our very favorite actor to lead to lead this thing to lead this thing, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. It's hard to leave him yeah. off the list. Looking at all the several of the films that he was in. For the for this um, for this era, it's just hard to leave him off. So that's why I'm going to go with Muppet Treasure Island for number 10.
0: Did not make my list. It would have been the number 11. It was the one that I was kind of floating there a little bit. My, I know, which is really hard because it's so good. It was it was a tough decision. My wife would be very upset with you right now, but it's OK. I know. I know. Uh, uh, my number nine um, is the Rocketeer. Knew that was going to happen somewhere in here. I love this movie. Uh, I'm surprised it's this low, to be honest with you. But it yeah. is what it is. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Just a wow. family favorite. A this lot, is one that like there my must be a whole lot of family comes together.
1: There must be a lot of films above this then, like that that come from the 2000s then, because you had it at number four. Hmm. I'm very interested yeah. to see what the rest of your list is then. Okay. Uh my number nine is a very surprise to me at how how great of a film it was, but I had a lot lot of people in my corner saying this is I can't wait till you review this one and it's the princess Diaries so good, such a great film I was so ex- so excited when i when I watched this uh but there's just something about Anne Hathaway like she just did a phenomenal job playing that character, so that is uh and plus your favorite actress of all time is also right up in there as well. So the two of them combined at Princess Diaries, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, that's why it's up there that high for me.
0: I'm shocked it's that low. It is much higher for me Ooh. just to, to forewarn you. That's what the, your shocked little, face was, shocked. was,
1: was, I can't believe JB. That was my shocked
0: face. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number eight for me is D2 Mighty Ducks. Uh, this kind of is a, a placeholder for all the Mighty Ducks, if I'm honest with you. I love that 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 series, that trilogy. Um, but for me, this has got uh, D2 is my favorite. I think we mentioned this as we reviewed The Olympics. them. Uh, I, I have so many snow day memories of watching D2 uh, <laughs> in that. So it is number eight for me.
1: I also went the route of just choosing one uh mighty ducks film which you shall see here in a little bit um but my number eight is Nicolas cage and national treasure love that film again it's so low so low i know i'm sorry eddie it's i i put it this low because as fun as it is as great as it is it's still a little campy. I think there's some better films that I like more or have more nostalgia for from, from mm-hmm. my childhood. So it is still mm-hmm. epic and it is still amazing. But I think there are better, well, and probably it's just because it's Nicolas Cage and I feel bad making him that high on my list because his acting, a little questionable. Uh, So that's why National Treasury is on my list. But it's a little bit lower on this list maybe than I think that you have it. So
0: Um, my number seven is I think my mom's favorite on this list. (laughs) Iron Will. I love this movie. I think this is um, an underrated Disney film. Most people even forget that Disney made it uh, or that it exists out there. And I think that's so sad because it is such a good story, such a compelling story. Great, um, great. Yeah, like I said, great story, but also like great acting, uh, fun score all along the line. It like, just, like checks every box for me. So in the never number seven slot for me is Iron Will. Eddie, you remember
1: that I actually too enjoyed that film way more than I thought I would being the dog and animal connoisseur that I am that loves to be around animals all the time. (laughs) And even I really enjoyed that film. Uh, My number seven here is our namesake, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, with Rick Moranis. What a beautiful film. I love that film. It's hilarious. It still holds up today. Larger than life, or maybe smaller than life. I don't know what the right terminology would be, but it it's it's the quintessential 90s kids movie and i'm so glad that uh we got to revisit that and even name our podcast off after that
0: what's crazy is we watched that uh almost three years ago i feel like it's time to to go back and rewatch watch it, back it right? off yep uh, my number well we are uh when i see you here in uh, about two months we're gonna bust out the old VHS player and watch it, right? And that's Gotta the plan? go find a VHS player, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> My number six live action is National Treasure. I love this movie. Uh, and we decided to borrow upon a Wagner family tradition. And this past 4th of July, we watched it again. We've you now did it. like You did it, Eddie. This that's is awesome. going to be a we have uh, 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 adapted your uh, your tradition there, so uh, we really like both of the films. Um, so I, I I rated number six National Treasure. See Eddie, you were sitting here acting like shocked that I put it
1: at number eight when you had it at number seven. It wasn't that or six. I guess it was number six. I had I guess number six. It was, six. Two. I it I guess was six. two. Never mind. It was. But it was I know how much different.
0: you love it. I. I do I, love I it. how much you loved it.
1: But to some degree, there is a lot of campiness to it where it's like, I love it for Fourth of July, America. Get out my jorts, uh, get out my mm. cutoff tees, burn my mm-hmm. skin, go grilling. Like, that's why I love it. Um, but thinking childhood and all the other aspects to this that we're kind of taking into effect, that's why it is there for me. But we're we're done talking yeah. about it. A movie for my number six, which I have so many great memories of, I know every line of this film, and it has probably the greatest cast in all of the movies that we, are, we reviewed over the time, can say that pretty proudly, is Angels in the Outfield. I love that movie so much, so much heart, so many... Great moments, so many quotable moments and an incredible cast with Danny Glover, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, even someone like Matthew McConaughey, who has one freaking line in the entire movie. And he is even in this film, even Adrian Brody. This is I can't. There's too many. There's too many people to even count. So that's why my number six is Angels in
0: the Outfield. My number five so remember the Titans. Ooh. I this was a tight one, um, but with with my number four, but number four just kind of inched it out just a little bit more. Um, such a great movie. I think this is a classic uh, example of good storytelling, but also uh, highlighting uh, um, something that we need to remember and learn about with out compromising good characters good story uh great acting uh great uh needle drops like just listening to the to the soundtrack is amazing uh the score is so good that uh when president obama won the election he walked out to the score to this movie uh Let's just, you know, yeah, that's you know, that's how good it is. Um, so yeah, number five, remember the Titans. Very nice, very nice. My my number five,
1: I am gonna go with Miracle. That was an incredible film. Loved it. Uh that ending scene was some of the best. Editing, just in general, that I've seen, it was top notch. That whole ending s- scenario was just so good. Them skating around the ice and stuff as they're just like trying to, trying to just finish out the game. I was, I don't know why I had waited so long of my life to watch that film. I don't know what was waiting because I like sports movies and it hit all of the sports movie tropes. Uh, but it was great, it was awesome. If I, really felt like i learned as well as just experienced that world in at that time and so i that's why i'm going with uh miracle for my number five
0: i'm gonna keep on going with you there i made it my number four it barely inched out remember the titans for me all the reasons you listed i think it captures the action of the sport so well um, just kind of puts you right into it. I think they made a great decision of like casting hockey players and then teaching them how to act like it just come. It comes out on the screen so well. Yeah. But also Kurt Russell is phenomenal. So yeah. Uh, so, so good. Honestly, like I look back on it and I go like. Maybe even like an Oscar-worthy uh, performance. I, I'd give that to Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans as well. Uh, I think both of those coaching roles uh, were just, they performed them so so wonderfully. Miracle just kind of inches it out a bit for me because uh, you get all the whole, you know, USA pride in there, get a little choked up. Nothing like the, um, the US of A beating out the, uh, the Soviets. Uh, Or the bad red guys, as Lewis likes to call them.
1: (laughs) The bad red guys. (laughs) So Miracle is my number four. Oh man, Eddie, I'm having a difficult time making a decision here for my three and four. It's a real close, to real close game for me, but I'm going to go, my nostalgia is going to win out. I'm going to save my three for the next one, but number four is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean for me. Pirates of the Caribbean, it's everything you want in going to the movie theater and just experiencing a live or large live action film. Great characters, like iconic created characters here. Um, You've got with Johnny Depp, it completely transformed his career. You'd probably say, Um, and it's just so there's so many layers to it and so many moving parts that are constantly evolving throughout the film and people changing sides, and then double crossing and triple crossing other people. Uh, the fun with the with the um, with the undead, <laughs> the undead um, uh, sailors and pirates. Like it, it may it, it started its own genre, basically of rides turning into films that actually made money, and it started a whole franchise. So, I'm going to go with number four being Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: I'll save mine for later because it will return on my list. Uh, Number three, you've already mentioned this, and I'm shocked that you put it so low. Because for me, number three is The Princess Diaries. Mm. I love this movie. (laughs) I think it is funny. I think it is clever. uh, And yes, you are right. It stars the greatest actress that the world has ever known. The one and only Dame Julie Andrews. Um, <laughs> I could watch this movie like tonight, like anytime. Sarah wants to be like, "Hey, you want to watch *Pants and Diaries*? Yes, let's do that." You know, like <laughs> I will pop it on. Um, it's got, yeah, it's just, it's for me, it's fun. Like this, it's it's escapism. It's a, uh, it's kind of fairy tale but realistic. Um, it just checks off and it's even, it's a tad bit cheesy. Like I like a little cheesy, um, you know, kind of wholehearted cheesiness in there. Uh, and, and I'm okay with that. I like that a lot. So it ranked high for me. It's my number three princess diaries.
1: I'm sorry, Eddie, that I, that I did that to Dame to you, to your Dame for you. I'm sorry you, about that. You
0: you disappoint. You
1: disappointed me. My number three, this is the hard one to choose between. For Pirate, with Pirates of the Caribbean, but I went nostalgia for this, for why I gave it number three, and I'm just going with the original Mighty Ducks. It, I know I talked about this with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Angels in the Outfield, but but like, you just talk about a movie that just say the words Mighty Ducks, and every millennial in the room mm-hmm. will immediately go back to where they were watching this these films. Just start doing, just go quack, quack. Wow, exactly, the this. flying V. It's <laughs> quack, getting me quack. emotional yeah. right now just thinking about it. With Coach yeah. Bombay when he comes back in the final film of the third one, I'm I'm going with the first one here because it is um, you see such a, a a massive change in Bombay throughout throughout it. Um, the the change that he goes through. You got so many great moments of on the ice and and flying around everywhere, either rollerblades and stuff. Like I just. I just love this film. I love this series. And so that's why I kind of went with Mighty Ducks as my number three.
0: It's a good one. My number two is probably the movie that I have watched the most on this list. Uh, definitely the movie that I have sung the most out of any <laughs> Disney movie. My number two is Newsies. This is everything. This is... You know, uh, one. Let's just start with this. It's a musical starring all boys. Like this is, this is what we wanted, right? Like we we had to endure Cinderella and all of these other very very girly musicals as as high schoolers what we would have done to have had the Newsies musical. It it didn't come out on Broadway until we were uh, well into college. Um, but Newsies, I've sung, you know, I could sing, I can belt, I can sing the different parts in, in some of these songs. I know it that well. Uh, the accents. Fun story. The accents. I mean, just top to bottom. I love this movie. And I think this is the movie more than any. I can sit down and immediately become a 90s child again. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah. and and many of these, I would say similar, like Mighty Ducks is very similar for for me as well on that one. Uh, but there's something with newsies, like I just go back in time to being a kid in the 1990s and and watching Newsies. And even then forward, because I have distinct memories of high school, of college, of even after college, of being with a group of people who grew up in the 90s and we all start singing, you know, Seize the Day or Carrying the Banner, King of New York. Like it just, boom, comes out of you. And there's such, such great songs. My number two is also my number two, Newsies. My
1: number yeah. two is also Newsies, and it is for all of the music, and especially Christian Bale. Like number, all the music is iconic, memorable. There's not a bad song in here. Like you get some uh, musicals or movies where you're just like, man, I could have lived without that. Namely, all of the Muppet Christmas Carol could be all thrown out for me. It was all bad. Ooh, all ooh, music. no, 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 no! Got to start some fights on here. This is—it's like a perfect musical in that sense of like all the numbers are iconically great. It's just so good. I love it, and I love just—it's in New York City. They're running around. It's just kids loose on the town, trying to make their way in the la- in the world. Uh, the man going up against the man. The, the Hearst man, uh, so it was uh, or jig or Pulitzer it's Pulitzer right that they they're going up yeah. again?
0: yeah that's P- right. Pulitzer and Hurts yeah. yeah Pulitzer noise and, uh,
1: and the accents I love the accents so and you know what? it's Kenny Ortega have no fear so there you go. Brooklyn is here
0: <laughs> it's Kenny Ortega yes it's High School Musical uh, what oh yeah okay number one I'm putting Pirates of the Caribbean the Curse of the Black Pearl. As number one, I think this big statement here, the quintessential best Disney live action movie that isn't a musical for me, the best will always be Mary Poppins. There's just no, oh, about to ask, no argument. like What is
1: that movie? Okay. So this is all, all time. live action.
0: Yes. This is
1: all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like,
0: you're going farther but, outside of here. I think Pirate, yep, yeah, well, so just for all of this. It's an easy one for me the Pirates cuz I think one it captures uh a lot of Disney nostalgia in in grabbing uh what is arguably like one of the best rides that Disney Imagineering yep. has has come up with, right? The only one that comes close to it is the Haunted Mansion, maybe really even close. beats beats the rides. Um I know. Uh, I like Pirates of the Caribbean, the right, just a little bit more, but also, loves oh, sorry, mentioned. I thought you were saying uh, the movie.
1: I need to scratch what no, I just said. No, from, no, no, I'm the, talking rides. Okay. Cause I, I spoke yeah, too yeah, soon and save my wife yourself. now, save is, yourself now. <laughs> My, I need to just tell my wife right now, please put down your text, please put down your phone. Don't text <laughs> message me right now with so much hatred. Just wait, wait, wait. I wasn't disparaging The Haunted
0: Mansion ride. It was the movie I was disparaging. So, well, now I'm going to get the text message of how Dare you put Pirates of the Caribbean ride above Haunted Mansion the ride. <laughs> it's it, it's petty. slightly it's just a bare <laughs> it's barely above it, but let's get back to the movie. Um yes, like amazing characters, such a clever story. I think you hit on it with you don't even know exactly where it's going to go, whose allegiances are with who. Um, you know, this This was groundbreaking for the time with a lot of the CG that was done with it, uh, done really well. I think in the rewatch, I felt like it held up really well. Yeah. Uh, and you can't talk about pirates without talking about the score, right? I, I think my favorite Hans Zimmer quote is he said, Pirates of the Caribbean score is Led Zeppelin played by an orchestra. Wow. Yes. And that's what you feel like. I think it is the entry drug to what I love so much, which is movie scores uh, that so many people will, you know, will go to Um, rewatchable, fun, adventurous, like just everything. And, And for me, it just hits that quintessential what I want a Disney live action movie to be. So my number one, so my number one pirates of the Caribbean curse of the black pearl. My number one is going to be
1: the one that is obviously left off of my list up until this point. And it's remember the Titans. It is a great film, not just like a fun yeah. nostalgia. It is a great film, great one-liners, so energizing and so like captivating and I'm watching, because I've got IMDB pulled up next to me, and I'm watching just seeing Denzel Washington being his quintessential self in all of these films. And I'm already feeling intimidated by him uh in in this in just the the one liners I'm seeing him deliver right now. It's incredible, it's amazing, amazing cast, amazing cast, so so deep, even Hayden Panettiere's in this as like the little girl, like all the way that deep yeah. on the bench of here. Donald Falzon, uh, Will Patton, Wood Ryan Harris. Gosling. There, Ryan Gosling, who just randomly plays. He's he's playing uh, the the thirteenth man in this. It's really incredible, yeah. and I just can't say enough about how much I love this film. The one liners, the that this is the movie every sports team, if they haven't watched it this year, needs to sit down and watch it together with their with their student, with their with their kids, with their players, because it's just so um captivating. Like gets you going. Like put this on, then go out and win win the championship. That's that's how I feel every time I watch it. So that is my number one.
0: Remember the Titans. There you go, everybody. There are our top 10 live action films from 1988 to 2005. Now, animated films. Uh JB, I think you should lead us off here with your Me. number 10 animated film. Okay, my number 10,
1: it was a uh, honorary mentioned in the previous one. You're probably going to see as my live action went heavy on the 2000s this is going to go a little bit more heavy on the 90s. My number 10 is Hercules. Loved Hercules. So many great songs, so many great moments. Um, The songs especially just like so catchy when they went like a more gospel sounding. Um, It's a Mm -hmm. great story. It's just a great storyline. So, uh, and great, great message. So I'm going to go with number
0: 10 is Hercules. My number 10 is The Incredibles. Brad Bird's entry into Pixar directing. I think The Incredibles is... A fun, original, uh, I think we need to remember, you know, this was before superheroes were everywhere. Um, so it was kind of a unique thing that we never would have, you know, thought of. I think now we think of it as so, you know, um, pro- you know, prolific, is that the word? You know, just so common. Um, but yeah, The Incredibles for me is, not, is my number 10.
1: My number nine is going to be Aladdin. I think I feel like I was a little harsh on this film uh, when I actually gave the review of it. I don't think I was like super over the moon on it, but when you're just talking about our Disney childhood, this is one of the first ones people talk about, and it's heavily because of Robin Williams and Jafar. The combination of those two um just makes this movie soar, no pun intended uh and it's heavily on having a great iconic villain and an amazing side character i actually don't think that aladdin and jasmine story themselves is as great as like robin williams and jafar make this film i think they elevate it a ton and so that's why it's a little lower than maybe some people would have there but my number nine is aladdin
0: my number 9, uh Colt's Classic, I think we can call it. Um just barely didn't make the 90s. Uh and that is The Emperor's New Groove. I think that this movie is hilarious, clever, uh kind of breaks the mold in what animated storytelling uh can be um and just chock-filled with one-liners and just great oh, yeah. comedic sequences. Um, So my number nine is The Emperor's New Groove. My number eight is the first Pixar film that's in
1: my list, more to come. Uh, But number eight for me is Finding Nemo. Such a beautiful film, uh, touching, moving uh, all the way through an adventure as they try to to find um, his son. Uh, But yeah, that's my first Pixar film and definitely not the last one. But that's number eight, Finding Nemo. Uh,
0: My number eight is also a Pixar film. Uh, I have a feeling it might be a lot higher on yours, but I'm giving it uh, my number eight. And that is A Bug's Life. This, honestly, for me in our rewatching of all the movies was... um, I, I I I hate to say it, but like, yeah, a little bit of a surprise of kind of going, yeah, I forgot how much I love this movie. And I have to tell you, watching it through, watching all these movies through most of them with our kids, this is one of the most popular ones that my kids ask to go back and watch. I mean, just even last week, Lewis was like, hey, can we watch A Bug's Life? Can we watch A Bug's Life? Um, and, and I haven't done that yet with him, so we will probably be doing that this week um so a, 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 and a um a fun interesting story I, it just captures such originality uh, mm-hmm. I know this came out at the same time as a, like a dreamWorks movie the same way but this is just totally different and and unique in that uh, to think of circus animal circus insects coming like there's just so much clever, clever storytelling in all of this. And I also got to say, I love the unique world building. It feels authentic and real, even though we all know like bugs don't have civilizations yeah. or worlds like that. It just feels so real, unbelievable. So my number eight is A Bug's Life. My number seven
1: is The Incredibles. We've watched it a few times recently, and my son got The Incredibles Lego game. Like for Switch, so it's been on in our house, and we've been listening to the music and soundtrack when we go places, just kind of around. But it's great storytelling, great character development, mm-hmm. great realistic mm-hmm. scenarios where, when he's trying to be regain the glory days, and she's believing he's found a mistress or she's he's cheating on him, he's having a midlife crisis. They play into that without it feeling. Like it, it, like it still makes it very available for kids watching it. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is a old people getting old uh, scenario. Mm. It's like it's fully engaging and fun and witty. And that the scene when they are ch- being chased through the woods is probably one of the greatest action sequences, let alone animated action sequences that has ever been made. So, my number seven is The Incredibles.
0: My number seven, filled with lots of nostalgia, is Rescuers Down Under. I love this movie uh, and loved it dearly as a kid as well. It holds up for me. Um, There's just such a great sense of, um, you know, again, adventure for a young boy. I think it's um, got a great villain. Um, You've got just such... um, Yeah. Compelling sequences. It it is beautiful as well. Uh, All around. I I really, really love this movie. It's when we go back to a lot. My number seven is Rescuers Down Under.
1: Well, after some uh, technical difficulties where Eddie was unable to have any Internet whatsoever, we are now having to continue our list the next day, (laughs) a day later. So if we sound a little different, more perky, less perky. Uh, more awake, less awake, maybe even just a little dress a little bit differently. Eddie's now got his Jungle Cruise shirt on. So he's emotionally more ramped up for this last uh, six, six, uh, his top six of animated. It's my,
0: in case those who are curious, it is my favorite Disney ride. In case you were ever curious, what is, and I think I mentioned it in our, our Disney tag episode. I'm sure Jungle Cruise is my favorite.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you did. So my number six, you just said number seven was Rescuers Down Under. That is also my number six right there. Um, It's just one of the unsung heroes of the Disney animated period of that Disney decade. Uh, And by far some of the best moments, not only is it just cinematic vistas, you're out in the middle of the wilderness, like all young boys just want to be out in the middle of the dangerous uh, outback. Uh, but then you've got such great um, bad guys in McLeish and Joanna, the um, the lizard, the, the whatever lizard thingy, uh, such great bad guys. And then like the real stakes of the of this kid's life that's in their hands, like all the way up until the end. Um, I just I just can't say enough praise for this for this film, how much I love it.
0: That's a really good point. Like the stakes do feel real and high in that movie. Um, Another thing that I had thought, you got to remember Rescuers Down Under, Disney's first sequel. A lot of people forget about that. Disney never did sequels until they came to the Rescuers Down Under. Uh, That was the very first sequel. Um, And And I would say, I think it outshines the original. That was going to be my. I mean, do me wrong. I love the my
1: my thought exactly too. It actually rescuers, I enjoy it yeah. a lot a lot more than the original. So, yep. So that's my number. Yep. That's my number six.
0: My number six is Treasure Planet. I love this film. Uh, I know it is. Uh, well, it it was for the longest time the like lowest performing. Disney uh, animated film at the box office until Stranger World. Uh, but uh, Treasure Planet, for whatever, it just did not connect, did not do well. Um, but it was, um, oh, I'm forgetting their names, but the uh, John Musker and what's the guy? You know who I'm talking about. You're they, I mean, looking at me they're, like, like the, I should know all, of, the, all uh, of these people. The directors. I mean, these are the guys who did uh, Little Mermaid. They did Aladdin. They went Ron on and Clements. did Princess and the Frog. Ron Clements. There we go. Um, they were, this was like their pet project. This is the Disney movie that they wanted to make for the longest time. And nobody, you know, they got kind of sidetracked to this or that. Um, and and I love this. I I think it is beautiful. Just the animation in it, I think, is really, it's got some great moments in it that feel cinematic. Uh, and then it, um, yeah, I, I love the source material in general. Like the, the book Treasure Island is one of my favorites. Um, but I, I like how they adapted it, kind of the steampunk. Uh, style to it a little bit. Um, I know it's not for everybody, but it definitely clicks well for me. It's one of my my favorites. That's why I put it as my number six Treasure Planet.
1: My number five is one that definitely r- ran to the top uh, of my rankings after we started doing this uh, walk through all of the movies from our childhood. It's one that it's I've said it's probably one of the single most iconic scores in the sense of it is the, the Pixar of all Pixar scores. Like if you hear this, you're like, this has to be a Pixar film. And that is a bug's Mm -hmm. life. Again, some, some great characters, some great moments, love all of the, the cast of bugs. Um, it, it, it's just so much fun and witty and it only being what their third ever film and, and second original film because it was it was toy story one and toy story two no it came out in between
0: did it i keep
1: on i keep on mixing that mixing that up i don't know why i keep doing that um it was only their second film it came out in between them that's right but again kevin spacey nails it as hopper just so incredibly sinister good um but the the whole like like you love flick so much and you just want all the best things for him. And it's, it, you're just rooting for him the entire time and he's just doing all the dumb things, but he's, he's, he's got so much heart and soul that I, you just can't help but fall in love with him, with the characters, with all, of, all of the bugs, all the many bugs. It's hard to pick a favorite one. So uh, that is why a bug's life is right up there near the top for me.
0: My number five is also a Pixar film. Uh, My number five is Finding Nemo. I love Finding Nemo. And I have to say, like, I enjoyed it before. But like now being a dad, like you definitely watch Finding Nemo from a different perspective. And like also like my kids love Finding Nemo so much. Like I it's one of those movies that um, it's fun to sit down and watch with them. I also think it is a great overall story but it's also very episodic like it's just got these great little beats and moments within it so it kind of lends itself to I mean you can just kind of like pop it on watch a little bit of it and then turn it off and it still is just as compelling and it pulls you in um, no matter what again beautiful great score uh, fun interesting characters like there's just shark bait I, I feel like it <laughs> fires <laughs> It fires on all cylinders like it just hits everything. Yeah. Like and then you've got the different environments of, of different fish where you are uh, you've got the tank fish, you know, then you've got like the reef fish and you've, then you've got the sharks. Then you've got the turtles like the way of capturing like what different groups of sea creatures, what their culture would be. Like, that is so inventive to me and so creative. Um, I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, And so it's a strong top five for me. Uh, Number five, Fighting Nemo. My
1: next one is Monsters, Inc. Uh, Again, one of the top of all Pixar movies and insanely creative. I don't know where they got this idea for... Monsters yeah. in the closet that then learn um, learn to be good and learn learn to bring people joy at the very end. Um, I I just love that turn of it. I love all of the witty and like uh, different. Uh, I love when they go to the length of okay, if we're gonna have a monsters world, how can we imitate real life? How can we make them like walk in their shoes like a normal work day? It just makes it so fun and interesting, and they really honed this in with their first several films. Um I I the cast is amazing. The cast is great. Great bad bad guys. We're gonna say the same things over and again. I think it's probably gonna come up later on in here as well. Um but some just great one-liners and just again a, just a buddy film um through and through with with Sully um and and just every everybody in that in that cast so I'm just just loved it just love that film
0: Billy Crystal cast alongside of John Goodman maybe one of the best duos I mean I mean I I mean of course you've got Tom Hanks and and Tim Allen yep. um the you know the, these two like that is the, that's such a great formula putting the the two yeah together there uh, my number 4 is The Lion King and what's funny is like as I was working on my list, originally I had Lion King a little bit lower, but like as I just kept like rethinking and talking, you know, talking it through in my head and kind of like Lion King just kept coming up and up and up and up and up. And I realized this is such a great story. Like, yes, it is Hamlet. Um, but what's great is Disney is aware that this is a Shakespearean story. And I feel like they made it Shakespearean. Like this is animated Shakespeare. (laughs) You know, like it's got grand vistas, it's got incredible actors and, and voice cast. Then you go and you're like, but it's a Disney musical movie but how would we do this like Shakespearean? Well, let's bring in Elton John and Hans Zimmer. Like talk about like dialing it up and making this again, Shakespearean, just kind of like this grand, uh, you know, level. Uh, I, yeah, every time I come back to this movie, it just rises in in my, in my opinion of it. Um, just so compelling, so good. And, um, like we said, for me, it's got the best villain song and be prepared. Uh, I I just absolutely love this movie. Number four for me is The Lion King.
1: I've been debating for my top th- for my top two and three. I've been going back and forth on here. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to piggyback off of what you said about The Lion King. I'm going to make The Lion King my number three because I echo all of the same things that you're saying to Great cast, great villains, great songs, a lot of great songs. Um, Really hard to find anything in this movie to kind of nitpick about. And really, once you get up this high with like the best movies of our childhood, it's really hard. Um, And I think an even bigger sign of how great it is, is by the fact of how much vitriol there is for the remake. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like when you when you go back, when you look at the remake and you just go, why did we need this? I think that shows you how um, legendary that this this film is. And I love that they I also love the story behind the film of they were struggling to figure out the story, decided to go with the, oh, what if we make it like Hamlet, but made it its own thing? Because it doesn't scream Hamlet. It's still its own story. But they just right. kind of that gives it that 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 universal story arc uh, to build off of, and then you get all the fun stuff with um, Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa, and uh, just like there's just so there's so many great great things in this, and so visual, such a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautifully ha- uh, drawn and animated movie. And again, mm-hmm. that's why when you go watch. Um, the live action you're just like i know this is realistic but this doesn't hold a candle to what we experience so my number three is the lion king
0: if i can interject and just add like a little footnote here sure Um, this is our podcast my (laughs) kids are obsessed with the lion guard yes we've been watching that too and i (laughs) am Obsessed with the Lion Guard because of my kids. Like it is such a clever. Like when they first asked to watch it, I'm like, I don't know. Like, come on, like a TV spinoff of The Lion King. I don't know if this is going to be any good. Oh my goodness! And like, b- I'm bought into like the the storyline and just kind of the world building that's there and connected everything. Yeah, Lion Guard. It, it it's a sleeper, but it's good. Um, my number three, this is the, you know, surprise, shocker, but uh, Tarzan takes number three for me. Been waiting for this. Audio. I <laughs> love this movie. I love Tarzan so much. Um, I love the score. Uh listen to it the most like at the end of a year when you know apple music gives me like my review of everything that i've listened to there's always uh a tarzan song that makes that kind of top 10 list in in my music <laughs> review um i i remember this was one of the first movies that i watched like the making of and behind the scenes like leading up prior to release like just as I was getting interested in movies, there's a lot of like nostalgia for me. Um, You know, like my mom and I, you know, like I skipped school for for a day. Like she called me in sick and we went and saw this movie in the theaters. Like there's just so many layers of why that I love this movie. I also think it's a timeless story. There's a reason why there are so many different versions of Tarzan. There are movies. Uh, It's just a great story. Uh, and, and has just a, a theme of mine is I, I love adventure stories. Right. And, and this is, is one of those, if not, you know, kind of one of the greater ones. So, um, Tarzan, I know not many, w- this would even make the list. Uh, I'm by And it didn't, and it didn't that. for me.
1: <laughs> the yeah, biggest contention um, probably of this entire, Tarzan. entire thing is the fact that I did not like Tarzan and you did.
0: And it's different like because it's like one of my it one of my favorite like it's on your it is Mount number Rushmore. three. I yep. put it on top three and you're like Nat doesn't even make the list. So, uh, yeah, it's OK. okay. I, it's I a... love you in spite of that. Oh gosh.
1: Well, we're uh, <laughs> here we go. Number two, this is going to tell us a lot about the number one as well. But number two for me is got to be I got I had to pick a a Toy Story film. And I know you're going to take the other one, so I might as well go with the original, with the original okay. Toy Story, because, well, one, I usually tend to go for the original unless it's like, um Done Under, where it's even, even better than the original, like, by far. Um, but this movie, I mean, it kind of broke our brains when it came out. Like, you can do this in an animated film. You can have these mm-hmm. three-dimensional mm-hmm. characters and... Uh, and it mm-hmm. really, I mean, it shook the industry because it, it they were only doing commercials and really low end things with it. And then you come out with this just pure story masterpiece uh, with really compelling characters in this 3D world that we had just never, ever seen before. And it's just a masterpiece in storytelling. So I love it. It's, it's got a deep place in my heart. Uh, so that's why
0: I put it at number two. My number two, you, you are right there. You read me. It is Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is my favorite of the Toy Story films. Um, but I think you are right. Like, just kind of the Toy Stories, at least the first three just kind of deserve uh, a position on under their own. But for me, Toy Story 2 represents that. Um, I think you are right like when it came on the scene the first one and definitely with the second one we just saw these incredible characters that their story their emotion is so compelling. Um mm-hmm. I can't think of too many animated films that prior to Pixar coming on the scene with Toy Story would make grown adults cry. Yeah. You know, and especially you see it displayed so well in Toy Story Two with Jesse's song. You know that this is um, just at another level. Like we we feel for these characters in a way that <laughs> exactly. Right oh, well, and you get Sarah McLaughlin like before the whole you know Humane Society commercials were <laughs> were a thing. Like this was they 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 saw it before they That's you funny. know. But it um. Yeah, and and I also like I love Toy Story too because um y- you get such a g- a good group dynamic like the whole group goes out on this big epic adventure uh, and it's also so self aware like you get so many great little. Uh, Bits in it. The whole play on Star Wars throughout this whole movie yeah. is just so enjoyable, just so so much fun and so enjoyable. Um, yeah, I mean, Toy Story revolutionized uh, storytelling in general, uh, and my favorite of those is Toy Story Two. So that is why it gets um, it gets the number two slot for me.
1: So. Odds are that our number one animated film of this whole era is probably gonna be the same movie, just looking at the ones that uh, we kind of ha- have left on our on our thing. And it's no shocker that uh, Dinosaur is the movie that we're talking about here.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> just kidding. yes, had to put a how did had to put you a, know that, that's not I was gonna pick.
1: I had to. I had to at least give it a, a gentle nod of how much I loved that that film way more than I thought I was going it'll, to. But it, it'll anyway, come up. It's definitely in it's my gonna,
0: underrated. Yeah. So
1: Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I again, the, just going back through this movie, the the these movies, and actually sitting and watching the films versus most of the time, just like my kids have it on and I'm doing other things. Yay, they're distracted, so I can do the thing I really want to do. Um, actually, sitting down to review this and watching it, for me, this is my favorite narrative story arc of any character in all of these these stories. The the arc of Beast is just so mm-hmm. good, so great. The where he starts to where he ends up, it's it's one of the best just stories in all in all of in all of these films i know some other ones might be turn and do some other little things differently but i just really love that you could take a beast make him Mm -hmm. basically lovable in the middle of this Mm -hmm. thing and then just so heartbroken Um, as well as all the other things we talk about about great cast great voice cast uh, you got a, a amazing, amazingly, I just, you just want to hate him so much with Gaston. Like, I think that definitely elevates this as well. Not just like a sinister bad guy, like, like a scar, but like really a guy you want to, punch. a guy with a punchable face. It's
0: arrogant. Yeah. It's just so, so arrogant, annoying. so
1: punchable character, everything. Yeah. And I think that, and that we all just, know
0: a Gaston, yeah. right? Like you've all, everyone's met that guy. And if you don't and know And if you, know you that haven't, guy, <laughs> You are, (laughs) you are that guest on, but you go, you go Uh, so why did you love this film, Eddie? It's perfect. That's why, like I have, I think as we reviewed it, I have no critiques to make of that movie. I still have none. I think it is a, a perfect film. Uh, I would say it is the best Disney animated film of all time period. I I can't think of anyone that I would kind of start, well, maybe, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's others that are amazing that would definitely, but I mean, but again, the only animated film ever to be nominated for best picture. Now, mind you, this is before we had the category of best animated film, but best, uh, it was the first, uh, and I think that'd still hold, right? The only one to ever be nominated. I think so. Yeah. Uh music, story, characters, you name it, like the voice actors in this are amazing. Um, my second favorite actress of all time, and Angela Lansbury is in this movie. Um, she sings the title song in the first take. Come on, like That's incredible. so, so, so good. Um, this is and I and I think what I love about this movie so much is it is a classic, a timeless fairy tale, but it has depth to it, right? Like we have a strong female lead, but like she isn't weakened because she also pursues love. You you know, like, and, and a love and seeing how um, love can make you better. You know, love is not like, it's not cheap. It is actually a, a beautiful. And, and when it is given unconditionally and sacrificially, like it becomes it helps the other person, you know, become better. Uh, there's just these such deep, wonderful themes uh, in that film. And then, yeah, like you've got a villain who isn't complicated or, you know, you you're not trying to like empathize. Like he's just an arrogant jerk. And yep. there are just those people in the world, and like it's just good to have those sometimes where you're just like, yes, ah, can't stand that that guy, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah, this just is such a good, good, good movie, and it grabs me from the beginning, holds till the end. Um, Beauty and the Beast, best number one. There, there wasn't a doubt in my mind that this is the the best movie, uh, D- Disney animated movie ever made.
1: So there you have it. There are our top ten movies of both animation and live action from, from this three almost three year journey. Yep. That's what they're asking for. Eddie, what are some uh lessons learned, life lessons that we have learned through this this season of our life? Through these movies?
0: I I'm gonna start with the with the one that I, I feel like Is We just got to get it out of the way because we've said it so many times here as we went through our top 10 kind of ad nauseum, but like the need for a strong villain, you know, we said it a lot, but just straightforward life lessons learned. You see movies that are better are the ones that you just have a really good, strong villain. Uh, You're not trying to overcomplicate that. You've just got a really good, strong villain that creates that conflict that pushes the drama forward and, and and builds the tension along the way. Just like yep. constantly building that tension, it gives you good drama. Great, gives you great story. Uh, so for me, that was one of the big things that I think heading into this, I wasn't ready for that to be a reoccurring theme of things that we talked about. But it definitely was one as we went through these 104 movies was a reoccurring theme. The better the villain, the better the movie. I mean,
1: speaking of villains, I think it should just go with the fact that for me, what I learned was I now have empathy for a people group that I just was not aware that I needed to have empathy for because I had some really deep um, prejudice against a group of people, and that's wolves, Like Mm -hmm. I was under the impression that they were out there hunting human beings out in the tundra, out in the wilderness and no, White Fang and the research on White Fang taught me that they don't hunt people. They don't actually kill people. Actually, this movie taught me the opposite and I had to like bring that up. Like they're not going to come after us. They're not evil. They're not there. I just want people to know out there wolves don't harm people very few wolf attacks ever so i just want to make sure i know it's been a long time i want to make sure our listeners new listeners now who didn't listen to white fang and hear my soapbox know wolves don't harm people
0: and what's crazy is that is like a common thing that keeps popping up in a lot of disney movies and not even just these like it, it frozen uses it twice, right in mm-hmm. frozen. And then in one of the frozen shorts, like Even the, in the our main and thing the beast, is that.
1: it's, it's the downside yeah. of beating the beast is those wolves.
0: Well, maybe people that just, is, maybe maybe we just found, we just found the one and only flaw in all of, maybe we should beast. redo our
1: rankings now. Maybe we should drop it down a little bit, but
0: <laughs> no, honestly, I think we need to, um, go make the wolf highway that was pitched to CJ Craig <laughs> in West we to, wing. Yes. We need to, we need to crowdfund uh, the wolves highway so that they can do that.
1: While we're, while Speaking we're talking about that, while we're talking about West wing real quick, that is also my other next thing is there's a lot of West wing actors and actresses all over this. Almost every film had some Kevin Bacon, seven degrees of separation from West wing. Just wanted to say that, that, Almost every film had some connection to West Wing out there. It's
0: crazy. That game. should be our, our new, like, game. You know, instead of, like, six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, like, just constantly play six degrees of separation from West Wing. Or just um, in the West Wing.
1: Yes, this was in the West. This, this person made it in the West Wing.
0: Um. yeah my when my internet failed last night what did I do I pulled out my West Wing DVD box set <laughs> and boom we hopped in and started watching some more <laughs> West Wing last night because uh, why not uh, you were speaking of, of wolves and I think another life lesson learned here in regards to animals don't put people in animal suits <laughs> use real animals and I gotta say I think the funniest moment in this whole journey, and I don't think you and I have laughed so hard maybe no. in all of our friendship was the the, the gorilla suit in shipwrecked.
1: It still got I still and wake up just, sometimes we, and just go. That's on my mind is that gorilla suit and how bad it was.
0: And it was amazing because
1: then they went I, on a great stretch where they. It's like they learned from that moment. And they used live animals for like even live groundhogs, I'm pretty sure, at one point. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, oh, it was insane. And then, but yes, no, that, that movie, that gorilla was the worst, even still worse than George of the Jungle. Somehow still worse than George of the Jungle. I don't know.
0: George of the Jungle is pretty bad, but yeah. Well, I think like George of the Jungle, they knew they were being kind of campy yeah. with the gorilla suits shipwreck like they were really trying to pass this off as a real gorilla and it's like no it's about as bad as the baby in american sniper (laughs) do you remember that yeah yeah, we all know that's not a baby there so uh any other life lessons jb that we have picked up along the way
1: yeah just don't don't rely on imdb for any descriptions they're almost always the worst
0: I can only like maybe a handful of times did we ever go, "Eh, yeah, that's pretty good. I agree with that. What a horrible job, right? To sit there all day and be like, how can I summarize this in one sentence?
1: And to do it poorly over and over and over again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love watching. If I can draw your attention, they will do like phrasal descriptions on Disney Plus, like Max five words. I don't know whose job it was to write all of those, but it's like we can't even do a sentence description like we've we've we're like three to five words is all you're giving these I'm just wow, I'm okay. waiting for
1: them to just be emojis. Guess the title of this yeah. movie by the emojis <laughs> description
0: That's a talk show game. I've seen that on a couple of talk shows where they play all of that. so it's a lot of fun what okay your- so we Oh, we were ju- yep. I think we were both jumping into it. Oh, we've
1: watched... Oh,
0: uh, we we've watched <laughs> 104 movies. Can I can I just say that again? Yep. We've watched 104 movies. Give me your most underrated and your most overrated. I have a feeling they may be the same ones. But let me hear yours.
1: Underrated film. I was going to go with A Bug's Life, but we all liked that movie. We just didn't know how good much we liked it. And I'm still going with Dinosaur. I'm still a little shook how emotionally invested I was in that film. I know we didn't necessarily give it like an amazing grade and part of that is due to the animation style, but that story, man, it was compelling. That this the narrative of that and the the arc for the villain in the middle like they they really took their time to tell a really engaging story and I was hooked. Hooked from the beginning, um, I, it was so underrated. I don't, I don't like, I, I don't know why this this movie isn't talked about more as like a classic. Like, hey, this is like a cult classic at the very least, like because it was one of the first like three fully three D animation films that they that they had done. Um, so that is my underrated. What was your under? What was your underrated?
0: Um. Yeah, I think the first one I wrote down was Dinosaur. Um, and I, I, agree with everything you said. My kids have asked to watch it a couple times since we reviewed it. Uh, Lucy's particularly really loved it. Um, I think it would have gone over much better if they hadn't tried to jump into the whole CGI stuff so quickly. Like they was just, yeah. they weren't ready for it. Um, I think if you would have just gone a classic animated, uh, style, the story is so good. It's so well done. Um, um, Yeah, yeah, underrated. Uh, But since you already mentioned that one, another one I would throw out there just for me, uh, Brother Bear. I really enjoyed Brother Bear. Uh, I think it's got some really great moments. He loves the moose. Yeah, it's, I love the moose. Um, There's just, yeah, there's just some really great sweet tender moments. It definitely falls apart. There's yeah, there's some moments where I'm like, OK, I, I get it. Um, but for me, like it was a surprise one for me where I'm like, I enjoy this way more than I and then I thought I would have. So for me, that would those would be like my two biggest underrated ones.
1: My overrated film, I kind of went back and forth. I'm not going to push that button, Eddie. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to I'm not going to push we're going to give you, a, I'm going to make sure that you continue to have a, an enjoyable time on this podcast. So I'm not going to go after you okay. for one of your Mount Rushmore movies, but.
0: But it's got a, when we say overrated, we're saying like, not just for me, but like in yeah. general, exactly. people overrate it. And I would say Tarzan does not get the love it deserves. Like it is not. There's is not a, there's time. not
1: a large following for Tarzan beyond right. you. So that makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm honestly going to still have to, I'm going to have to go with a Muppet Christmas Carol. I people love this film. It's like when you say, what's your favorite Muppet movie? People put this at the top of the list. The music is not good. The music is not good. I, I can't think of a single song right now from it. It wasn't even bad enough to be remember rememberable bad that's how bad the music in this was and most of the jokes in it were were hard to watch like not funny and the only really redeeming uh quality of probably the entire entire film for me is um is the only person playing it straight and that's michael kane like he's the best part of this film but He's holding it all by himself, and I think because so many people say they love this film, it's their favorite Muppet film. That is why I'm going overrated.
0: I am not going to make any comment, I'm just gonna let you be alone in that. <laughs> in the hatred, <laughs> um, my overrated, I'm gonna go bold as well. Uh, I'm gonna say The Little Mermaid. I, yeah. I think it is just way. I don't think it deserves are you on the team credit Michael that everybody Gladwell? gives it. Yes, like when you sent that to me, I was just like, "Yeah, like I don't disagree with anything he's saying right now." Um, she is the, so the, whiny. The songs. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. I, I yeah. There's a couple like "Under the Sea" and "Kiss the Girl." Those are really catchy. Those are really fun yeah, tunes. Those are great. But it it doesn't it doesn't like redeem there. There's clever lyrics in it, but like part of your world. Oh my gosh. If I have to hear that, like one more time, <laughs> anytime it comes up, you know, we're listening to like a Disney playlist with the kids or whatever. And part of your world comes on. it gets skipped. No, thank you. Um, Ursa- yeah. And then, just, it, what's but, sad is that Ursula is so good and there are yeah, great characters sure.
1: in it, but the base storyline of a, uh, of a rich kid rich little girl wanting something she can't have going after and sacrificing her soul for everything yes for a dude and ends up for a dude that doesn't even see her even though she's right in front of him and he's aloof the entire freaking time looking for something else it's like you two almost are meant for each other because you don't even see i don't understand it it's it's the central storyline is bad I'm just going to say that it's bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's so overrated for me. So there we go. We've just uh, made enemies with quite a lot of people there. But there they are. Okay, I love that you included this one. And any longtime listeners will know both JB and I are suckers for a good Montage. 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 We love a good montage. So JB, what is your favorite montage?
1: I am saying mine because I, man, I just love to hate it so much. And I can't think of any other montage that we have watched right now. Because literally I tried to think of other ones and this one was burned, seared into my brain And it's Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken with the lightning bolt. (laughs) When you think of intense 90s montages, training sessions, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken is at the top of the list. It's the first one. And it's the best part of that film by far. And shout out to your mom for uh, Nancy for for how much she loves that film.
0: R- remind you, my mom bought the movie, and, and and we watched it. Mailed the DVD back and forth because it's not available on <laughs> That's Disney Plus, right. That's and then right. she's kept it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do love. I let me uh, love's too strong. I do really like that movie. Uh, it's also because we watched it quite a lot growing up. That's a really good one. I I will give you that one. Uh, my best montage will go towards any montage training sequence in any of the mighty ducks movies oh so good so 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 good um they just bring it all together there's so many and i think like each at least the first two i think have two strong montage sequences in them um yeah so it's like mighty ducks for me just like takes the trophy for montages if you pick one uh i I'll, i I'll, I'll love it uh, but I'll, I'll give them the mighty ducks montages as as my favorite montage
1: well everybody's there been is. wondering there there we go that's all of the things that we have learned from our trip through our childhood 1988 to 2005 all the movies that released and eddie people have been, 104 been dying 104
0: movies over a hundred and eighty two hours of content.
1: What are we going to do after
0: that? Like, how can we top
1: this, Eddie? People have been
0: asking. My wife is really
1: wanting to know. I haven't
0: even told you. You didn't set it up right. You didn't set it up right. You didn't set it up right. You have to ask the Jed Bartlett question. What is Jed's question of questions repeated over, you know, hundreds of times in all these episodes? What's next? What's next? (laughs) <laughs> yes, people have been asking. You haven't even told your wife what we're doing.
1: Nope. She's going to find out while she's listening to this episode. And I'll probably get oh. a text message right after it. So what are we doing, Eddie? What's next?
0: I don't, should we say it? I think maybe we should just save it for next week. Let's just like launch the next episode with what we're doing next.
1: Well, now I'm getting annoyed how long you're taking to set this up because I'm ready to go watch Ahsoka <laughs> now. Like I'm literally waiting to get done with this episode because we had to re-record it to go watch two true. episodes of Ahsoka. So let's get it out of the way. Let's
0: let's kill. Let's let's do it. We are going to go back to the beginning. Beginning with the very first of Walt Disney animation. Uh, or at least what we're well known for, what they're well known for. And that is with Mickey Mouse. We're going to start with Steamboat Willie, the cartoons that made go through Snow White. Uh, All we're going to hit every single animated film that Walt Disney Animation Studios created from Snow White up to The Little Mermaid. And then along the way, we are going to grab some of the key live action movies. Uh, of course, there were a lot, like Disney kind of went crazy on some of these that were a little crazy and weird. I, they don't even have them out there on uh, Disney Plus. But we're going to grab some of the, the really big ones that uh, either had a uh, impact on the film industry or maybe also had a, a large impact on the parks. For example, we're going to watch one of the Davy Crockett movies, not really remembered as one of the greatest Uh, But we have an entire land at Disneyland because Disney made Davy Crockett, right? Uh, So we're going to kind of hit some of those live action ones. Of course, we're going to go to what I would say is the greatest uh, Disney movie, and that is Mary Poppins. Of course, we will hit uh, Mary Poppins along the way and all of those things. So that is what we are doing next.
1: Going to be a wild ride. We'll see if it takes us three years. Two years, ten years, who knows? Maybe we'll have two more, three more kids in the meantime. Although it's <laughs> very, very unlikely. <laughs> to, have to
0: happen. It, it is. It is less movies. Uh, I think there, uh, I think we put about fifty-five some movies on this next list. So we are not going uh, as big as crazy, um, but we we will hit. Uh, we will hit quite a few.
1: Okay, let's do it next week. You're going to have the next one ready for you Um, when when we come back next week with the next challenge.
0: And with that, your life has been forever changed by yet another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney podcast. Be
1: sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five star review or share it with your best friend.
0: You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see the reviews of every Disney movie made from 1988 to 2005, better known as Our Childhood. Be sure to tune in next week as we begin our next challenge with a review of the classic Mickey cartoons like Steamboat Willie.
1: Thank you for listening. And remember, wolves don't kill humans.